What is up, world? John Shoot here with another Anchor Podcast. Haven't done one on my own in a while, and uh, as always, wanting to step up my podcast game. But life and work just always seems to get in the way. It's no excuse, though. Excuses are are not good. Um, So hopefully you guys see a spurt of inspiration on here. I was thinking about incorporating a live video with my podcast um taking some votes so if you think i should do that definitely reach out uh we uh you know if you're if you're listening to this podcast because you already follow me saw my social media or you are diving into our recently published blog on the puff creative website dispensaries and denver's moldy problem which is a blog that our chief editor andre krimchansky has written in response to westward magazine's Highlighted efforts by the Denver Department of Health and Environment to learn more about potential yeast and mold issues within the marijuana industry. And what better market to target than the most mature of them all, Denver. So yeah, you know, it's uh, it's pretty sad to, to see those types of numbers when it comes to something that we're ingesting and uh, something we find so sacred and valuable to a lot of our lives, you know, cannabis and, and the flower itself. Um, so the last thing we want to know, you know, is that mold is on our plants. And, you know, it's so many ways to be mindful of this. And, you know, first thing it just comes to mind is, you know, do you trust the dispensary you're shopping in? If do you feel weird or off slightly when consuming the flour from the dispenser you shop at? And do you pay attention to the test results and the labels? I mean, obviously, um you can't control what's put on those labels, which kind of goes to the point I want to get at here is is the testing that's being done in the industry is it proper? Is it is it is it something that we can trust? Is it something that isn't being tampered with? And I'm beginning to think that it is something that's being tampered with. Um, I feel that technology is a factor. I feel that the local politics uh, are making it impossible for companies to pass. So they end up doing things like microwaving their cannabis or paying someone off to pass these tests. And then if either of those things be, are, uh, are, are a factor, then you real have to realize that the test results that you think that you're consuming are not valid. And how, many, how much does this take place? And why is this taking place and why is there not a higher standard? And I, you know, it's really something that is why we're involved in the industry is to educate people and make them think about uh, not only how great the plan is, but how we can make the process to consume it even better. It's a medicine. It's not something that's supposed to be tampered with and people should know what they're consuming. That's the point of legalization. And, you know, just while we're kind of on this little topic here, I you know want to touch on the the vape, the vape issue, and that's another area uh, that people are very concerned about, not only in Colorado but national and global level, and it's really really sad because there's so much statistics out there that vaping. 
can be better than consuming tobacco or inhaling cigarettes. And on top of that, why not vape cannabis and help with any other problems you have? You know, a lot of majority of people I know who have uh, drug or alcohol problems also have a simultaneous cigarette problem as well. If cannabis can kind of help subside those cravings and make people feel better and less pain and overcome addiction, you know, they could be fighting their cigarette and other addiction as well. And, you know, the real issue with the vaping thing is that uh, a lot of cannabis companies, uh, mainly illegal, I mean, even though I think that the testing for vape cartridges should be stepped up and amplified, I think a lot of the cases of death and sickness are due to the black market in cannabis. But regardless, you know, it's because people are undercutting the quality of their products by buying terpenes from cheap resources that cut their terpene profiles with um, uh, vitamin E. And vitamin E is supposed to be a topical agent, not an ingestible one. Uh, so it's for, you know, for external use, not internal use. So when you consume or inhale vitamin E in vapor, it sticks to your lungs and causes a bunch of health issues. Our bodies are not supposed to ingest or digest a chemical like vitamin E. So that being said, there needs to be a change. And some of the change that we've seen so far has been states just banning vaping. And although that might be, you know, something that seems valid and a smart, drastic move to make, now what are these people going to be doing who are vaping? They're going to be smoking cigarettes. So instead of finding an alternate solution and upping the testing and requirements for packaged vapes before they hit dispensaries or before e-cigarettes hit, you know, the gas stations and whatnot, they just ban them. And that makes me think that someone paid off, you know, someone in politics in those particular states to get it banned. So, you know, they, people went back smoking cigarettes again. And how does that make sense? I mean, okay, I understand that there's people hospitalized and, and have died from the vaping issue, but there's over 9 million people per year that die from cigarettes, from tobacco use. How does that make sense? So we're going to ban something that's caused, you know, a, f a very minimal amount of hospitalizations and deaths. So people resort back to something that's a number one killer. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Just thinking about that. Yep. Yeah, well, let's sink in there. Yeah, so I, I personally think that it should not be banned. I think that regulations all around for any type of vapor, cannabis, tobacco, um, and just in general, in any industry need to be amplified. Because now, you know, this makes me think about who, you know, the food industry, the alcohol industry, all, all of these different industries where there's requirements and testing and data that's needed. Who's paying who off? And you know, what am I eating? What, what kind of water am I drinking? You know, I think that this is something that happens like in the day-to-day -day world around us and we're just so distracted by media and the bullshit of everyday life that we don't really get a chance or opportunity to think about these things.
And it's scary. But at the same time, it's a good thing to be talking about. And it's cool to me that I have an opportunity to let cannabis shine through all of this nonsense that's going on. And I still believe it's a very, very powerful plant and a very, very powerful substance that we all need in our lives. And people who don't realize they need it, need it. You know, you, you necessarily you don't need to get high off cannabis. There's so many different ways that you be, we can be using cannabis and, you know, hemp specifically, uh, you know, on top of consuming it and, you know, utilizing it in tinctures and, you know, using the CBD cannabinoid and CBG and CBM, which don't get you psychoactively high, but utilizing them for the medicinal effects. We also could be using hemp for gas, for fuel, for houses, for money, for clothes, for everything in our daily lives. There's a huge environmental issue out there and we're just continually using resources to fuel our everyday lives that we necessarily don't need to. And it seems that money just continually is a factor in all of this. And although I believe we need money to make the world go around and have things makes, you know, I mean, you know, have order in life and you know things make sense to uh have a purpose um I, th- I think that we could be all be making money and being progressive while helping the earth and the future of the human race um and it's silly to say i really i tr- truly believe cannabis is a part of this bigger picture um and so you know we're you just if you're an advocate and someone who consumes or a hemp consumer or a hemp advocate or someone you know if you see this future and you know, see the possibilities in this positive way when so many negative things are pushing against that mentality. I truly believe you should stand up for what you believe in and keep educating people, you know, not maybe not on social, it's maybe it's just person to person or maybe once a week you try to talk to a different person about it in some way, you know, try to come, try to come off and come off with those positive vibes and influence people to open their open their minds to the possibilities and you know sorry i go on these little inspirational tangents but i just see it's just hard to sit back and watch so much bullshit take place when there's these positive alternatives that us as individuals and us as a society can be choosing and doing and i think we can work together to get to a better place and you know, I I appreciate you guys listening to my podcast. I'm going to cut myself off there. Uh, sorry about the tangent, but I really appreciate you guys tuning in. And, you know, look, you know, look into uh, more about what you're consuming cannabis-wise and, you know, look into growing on your own and best practices there. Give us a uh, give us a holler here on, on Anchor or message us on our website or social media, however it is. If you want to be a part of the puff creative movement and or learn more about cannabis and the possibilities or want to be on my podcast or just get involved in some way or maybe if you need help marketing but in some way reach out this is john shoot have a great rest of the week everyone i'll be talking to you soon stay tuned for more podcasts love y'all peace